Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. So we need to stop. We need to slow down. Habits are amazing. They can change your life. But we don't have to have 15 different habits. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hi, my name is Samantha, and I'm a visibility strategist at Samantha Diane CO. I've just started listening to the Women in Tech podcast recently, and with each episode, I feel a sense of empowerment, inspiration. I really enjoy hearing the stories of women from all around the world who are innovating and who are leading in an industry that's typically thought of to be male-dominated. I can always count on the Women in Tech podcast to give me that little bit of inspiration that I need to push myself just a little bit further. You can connect with me on Instagram at samanthadiane.co. To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. I launched a YouTube channel. Okay, so what success looks like to me in today's personal spot is success looks like consistency. Am I being consistent each day, each week, each month, each year? I can't control the outcome. I can only do my best to control how I show up. And consistency is hard. I'm like a butterfly doing a million things and have so many different places I can go and things to do and opportunities to explore. And consistency, sometimes a week goes by and you're like, how did everything on my to-do list not get done? And so in launching this YouTube channel, the reason why I want to explore a YouTube channel, and I don't know if I'll stick with it or not stick with it, because if it's not right for me, it's not right for me, but at least I want to give it a shot. I want to give it a try. And because I think it would be great, the YouTube channel I'm creating is to help other people create podcasts like I've created podcasts. And I think it will be a cool experiment and something really helpful. Right now, I think I'm up to like 77 subscribers, which is really exciting. I'm going to do a big 
sexy Instagram story post or whatever when I hit to 100. And I've heard even large creators like Mr. Beast and other people say it was like PewDiePie say it was a lot more exciting when they got their first 100 than when they got their first 10 million. So I really want to enjoy this time where it's new and exciting and just kind of see what I see and share my journey along the way. The YouTube channel is just under Spree Devora. I feel like if you search Esprit Devora, there's not an easy way to find it at the moment. So you just search Esprit Devora. Maybe it will come up. Maybe it won't. I don't know. Please don't start cyber-stalking me. But yeah, I'm excited. It's been fun. Maybe if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see me post about it in my Instagram stories. And that's just at Esprit Devora. Do you have a YouTube channel? If you do, let me know. Shoot me a message on social or an email at Esprit at hey.com. And let me know what your YouTube channel is so I could check it out. All right, enjoy the next episode. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast featuring women in tech around the world. So excited for our next guest coming at us from England. Hello, Ava, how are you? Do you say Ava or Eva? Eva. Eva, so I had it right, Eva. Hi, Eva, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Oh my gosh, it's a beautiful Friday in Los Angeles. It's my lucky number today. I know this won't air on my lucky number, but my lucky number is 14. So uh, oh. it's my lucky number day today. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, go ahead, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yes, I am Eva. I am Girls Do Tech on Instagram. I am a data engineer in Superstaria working in fraud. And and tell us, like, when did you first get into technology? I Oh, my God, yes. I jumped into technology two years ago. I made a massive career change. Wait, I'm, what? Yes. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Everyone needs. Everyone thinks that I've been in tech for a long time, but they're completely wrong. I mean, I became a professional because I do, I am. But I just, I just moved to technology two years ago and I moved from an ambulance and a gym, being yeah. a gym manager to just working in a consultant company as a data science. Wait a second. Hold on. Stop everything. You, oh. worked, you worked in a gym, like an exercise <laughs> gym. Uh-huh. As a, as a manager. Trainer. As a trainer. Yes. You both, yes. And then you're like, nah. And then you discover computer science, teach yourself computer science, and then what? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly that. Yeah, so I went into that point in my career when I was like, okay, I'm really good as a manager. Yeah? I'm really good as a personal trainer, but this is not enough. I know I can do and I can do better. So I thought, mm, maybe I should go back to uni. So I went back to uni. I was trying to do uh, medical uh, studies and I was like, hmm, statistics is really good. So I went into the statistics department and I talked with a teacher and the teacher said, hmm, maybe you want to go into programming. I was like, okay, I can try this, but I don't think this is for me. I don't know anyone doing this. And also I'm not a nerd, so what the heck? And he said, yeah. try it, please. <laughs> so I tried it and then after two hours, I'm like, I don't know what is this, but I love it. So but yeah. two years is a very short period of time. I know, I know. It has been really hard, really, really hard. I'm not going to lie. I cried. <laughs> I screamed. But here I am. What do you love about it? 
what was it that made you say, yes, this is for me? Because that's an entirely different lifestyle, brain style choice. Like you went from one type of world to an entirely other kind of world. So what attracted you to the world of tech? What was it? I could do whatever I wanted. And I didn't care about the output because the output was created by me. And they just wanted to have a successful output. So they didn't care about the way. So they just want a successful output. And that was I was looking for my entire life. I didn't want to follow any rules and any patterns. I just want to be doing my own. And if you want A, and I will give you A after doing whatever it takes, but I will give you what are you looking for, is that all right? So I was having freedom for once in my life. And I will be able to be creative if I wanted to. And I was also available and able to do whatever I wanted as far as I could do my, you know, my output and bring it to you. And I, I think that was that. I think that was it. Feel free to do whatever I wanted because at the end you only wanted the output. So you didn't care about the way. And it's what technology gives to you that you can do whatever you need or whatever you want as far as you give them what they need. I'm picturing you, <laughs> Emma, like <laughs> lifting weights. Like one day, <laughs> you know, one day I'm going to be like clicking my fingers more than I'm going to be lifting. Now, not to say that you stopped working out. It's just such an entire, like, I, I'm really into fitness. So I'm just, that lifestyle is, that's just wild to me. Going from essentially being outdoors to being in dark rooms indoors, <laughs> or maybe you code in I the know. light. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what was your first entry point then into your professional life? You said you were working at a consultancy and now you're working with a fraud company. Where did it start? I did a bootcamp with Keep Coding, which is a, a company working in Madrid and also in Silicon Valley. They offered me to help them to make a kind of an event. And then I thought, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I have never done this professionally. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be able, you know, like, ah, not enough and things like that. And then that day I realized like, hey, there is an entire world outside that they didn't know what they're talking about or what they're doing. And I know exactly what they are doing. And I thought, hmm, after this challenge, I do feel like more powerful, more strong, like I can do it. So why not? And then I thought, oh, also my English is not really good. So maybe I should move to a different country. So I was just, just like, you know, giving everything. I, why not? I already have the answer of no, you can't do it. So why don't I give it a try? I moved to the UK. I was a mess. I learned the, la the language in nine months. Nine months from, from zero. Keep to from Keep Coding? Yes. And it, what is, is it keepcoding.com or what's the, do you know, happen to know the URL? Uh, it's Keep Coding dog or I think it are. Okay. Well, I'm not very sure at the moment. But we'll include it in the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. 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 That would be appreciated because I love them. They, they helped me in absolutely every single way you can imagine. But the training was purely in Spanish. So I moved to the UK. I learned the language and I thought, man, I am ready. I can't do it. And I'm going to do it. So I remember my first interview, I was shaking like a yes, newborn lamp. Like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> And then I faced this guy and I thought, maybe, I mean, he has two eyes, two arms and two legs like me. So if he can do it, I can do it. So I was there facing them, facing him exactly. And he was like, breathe. If I have bring you here, it's because I already know that you are a really, 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 really good candidate. So 
defend your CV. And I was like, but my CV is almost empty. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, mine was empty too in the, in the past, but please let me know that you are worth it and I have to hire you. I don't know where this strength came, but I got the job. Two days later, I got the job offer in my email and I was just like jumping all over the place. Like, I knew, I knew I can do it. So obviously I started like a junior, everyone was helping me, everyone was supporting me. And then I thought, that would be too much nice. I want to suffer a little bit. This is too good for me. I need to suffer a little bit. I don't want to do these baby steps. So I talked to my manager. I said, mm, I hear that in this band that I cannot say the name, they're looking for someone which is a junior, but they want to do this collection of data. And I think I can do it. And they were like, but you are very junior. I was like, yeah, I know, but this is, getting boring you know it has been like a month and they were like a month but there's nothing like yeah but it's too much for me you know my fitness brain thinking about like i want energy i want more so yeah i got the role so i joined this bank and then six months later another department called me and said we won you're like i knew it i knew it and then the next one and the next one and the next one and today <laughs> wow how would you describe your work life today what's it look like to work your role oh so from the day to the evening yeah yeah so i work in the morning i work at like six in the morning normally so i yeah, take my time i do my stress i prepare my tea because i can't drink coffee make mistake because i'm full of energy from the i basis. see that i love your energy <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you give me coffee, you will hate me. <laughs> <laughs> so I take my coffee, my tea, I do my stretchings, I do my journey because I do follow my diary every day. So I go into the internet, look for the news, I do my studies, and then I start working at eight in the morning. I have my meetings. Oh, you do a lot in two hours. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. My schedule is absolutely crazy, but obviously, I do love to procrastinate, but I know it's really bad for me. So mm -hmm. I just don't give me that. Only yeah. in the weekends. In the weekends, yeah. I can take an hour to only open my computer. Right. But no, in the week, it's like, no, we can't do this. <laughs> so then I work from eight in the morning to four o'clock. Uh, intensively, I take a one hour break in between. And then after work, I almost normally finish at work at four, five, if it's something very important to deliver. And then I go for a run. I do yoga. Wow, or so healthy whatever. your life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just started implementing a morning self-care and night self-care. And I find it difficult to like fit it all in. And here you're doing it with such ease. Can you give us suggestions on how do you find the off button? Like, how are you able to maintain the consistency in taking care of yourself in the morning and taking care of yourself at night? For the, for the basic, uh, I've been doing martial arts for 18 years now. It is a Japanese martial art. So they teach you that you need to be strong enough and flexible enough with yourself to be able to help anybody else. So that is my thought every day. So if, if I am not okay, I'm not going to be able to do anything. I'm not going to be able to help myself more. I'm not going to be able to deliver my job. I'm not going to be able to help anybody else, like my friends or my family. Also, I do a checklist every single night and I implement these new changes uh, like very, very in a slow motion. I cannot implement a new habit a month, like all those new, uh, how can I say, waves are trying to make us think that, no, you should drink three liters of water. You should do exercise. You should do yoga. You should do a stretching. You need to do mindfulness. Welcome to my brain. 
And then it's like, <laughs> that's what my brain sounds like. Yeah, exactly. And then they're like, can I have five minutes to have a heart attack, please? <laughs> so we need to start step by step. And also what it works for you probably is not going to work for me. There is many people is doing yoga. Yoga doesn't work for me. Martial arts, in my case, is yoga for me because we are doing everything for two hours. Like everything is just low motion, uh, working out, being super calm, very concentrated, very focused. I cannot do yoga, but I can do that. You cannot do martial arts, for example. Maybe you can do yoga. So in the morning, you need to think one day, you need to sit down with yourself and say, okay, from all those habits in social media, which ones are the ones that probably are going to fit with me the best? In my case, uh, drinking water in the morning has changed my life because now I don't have headaches. And not because I was stressed, because I was dehydrated. <laughs> Nobody told me about it. So first thing in the morning, drinking water, great. Stretches. Well, after a month, you can stretch every day, every morning. In the first month, every day, without any knowledge, you're going to break because you are just stiff from that. So you need to make a list and you need to prioritize. For me, I love reading. I don't have time for reading. So what is the point to be pushing myself to have 10 minutes to read a book when I will maybe prefer to having cuddles for 10 minutes before bed? So we need to stop. We need to slow down. Habits are amazing. They can change your life, but we don't have to have 15 different habits. They're all good, but probably most of us are not going to be good for you. So you need to choose your own ones. I feel like I just went to like a wellness session. Like, (laughs) first of all, you understand what it's like to live inside my brain. FYI, speaking of all this wellness, you have a weight behind you, I just noticed, which is awesome. I know, I know, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I just love it. It's everything I've been thinking about. And uh, yeah, I think you just helped all of us get (laughs) just a little bit closer to the lives that we want to be living. One of the most powerful things I heard recently was it's something like habits create your future. Like you can't Mm -hmm. control people try so hard to wish or hope or aim for the certain thing and really fast within a year, but then they don't do the habits or day or week or month. They don't do the habits to lead up to that. Mm -hmm. So by just deciding on your habits, you could essentially predict your future, which I thought was really interesting. It is interesting. And I do believe in that. And I do agree. Yeah. Speaking of how to make our lives more ease. How about obstacles? What's one huge obstacle you successfully overcame and how did you overcome it in your career? Trying to be enough. That is awful because you're never going to be enough for anyone and not even for yourself. And it's something that we need to understand. And so many people think that this is a negative thought, but it's not. For example, in technology, so when I started doing Python in this case, so I became a Python developer and then I hear about artificial intelligence and then I, th- I hear about machine learning and then deep learning and the data science and then this and this and this. And then, and then I was just like following the lead. I was like, ah, rational, going after that, doing every single training coming across to my organization even. And then I realized this a couple of months ago when I find myself one of my hobbies, for example, is drawing. Mm-hmm. And then I found myself that I didn't draw for months. Right. And I thought, something is wrong here. Mm-hmm. So one Sunday, I said to my boyfriend, go to the park, leave me alone. I need my space in the house. The entire house, the entire house, yes, I do. And then I thought, 
mm, something is wrong here. I don't feel 100% confident doing artificial intelligence. I don't feel 100% doing machine learning. I don't feel 100% sure doing data scientists. So how can we approach this? Well, I'm going to tell you, Eva, you are doing too much. Way too much. And where this came from? It came from for listening to people that I shouldn't be listening instead of people which is already there, like my manager. My manager, Andres Vermolen, I love him. He's a manager for me. He's a mentor. He's an example. And he's my father in the UK. And he said to me once, you're enough in the way you are right now. I don't care about your past, your future, whatever. You are enough. Because this massive change in technology is not going to happen tomorrow. So we need to be adapting and we need to be growing with them. But you cannot just jump because this is not a bridge. No, because between a bridge, there is a lot of things that you are not going to ever going to have any power of that. And you're not going to manage them. It's impossible. So we don't want a bridge ever. We need a really nice way to follow. I'm like... All right, so I have closed every single course I was doing. I have finished them, like, enough. No. So I'm sticking to doing the Python development. I'm going to stay there for nine more months, and then I'm going to move to the next one. And then in nine months' time, I'm going to pass to the next one, and then Mm -hmm. to the next one. My problem has been rushing, trying to be the best, trying to know everything, and it's impossible. <laughs> it is impossible and it's very toxic for you and for your people around you because I was missing everything. I was missing my family. I was missing my dog. I was missing my partner. Just for what? To try to be the best. I am already the best. I already my very super best. So the next is just, it's coming. So let's slow down and wait for it because it's going to happen. wow this is a very unique episode i like this episode i literally feel like i'm in a wellness session with you (laughs) how how to survive being a driven woman (laughs) you know in tech transitioning for a second what is your favorite software website app mobile app what's your fave what's one you can't live without Related to my job or not? Either. Either or both. My favorite programming language is Python. But my favorite software, it is an application, which is called Clue. Ooh, what's Clue? Clue is heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Because it predicts your period Uh with a really good algorithm. At the beginning, as a developer, I thought, like, eh, if I don't buy premium, I'm not going to have like a proper accuracy. But Jesus Christ, I think that <laughs> machine is inside of my body. It's like, <laughs> you're going to have your period tomorrow and you're going to have your period tomorrow. It's unbelievable. It gives you the grumpy day. It gives you your ovulation window when you're like super fertile. Wow. And I thought like, me, 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 me. But I've been with the pill for like, two months or something yeah. like that. And I didn't like it. That's not for me. It was yeah. training my brain. It was just broken myself. Yeah. And then this app uh, said to me, hey, these two days, I don't know how much separation will, will between the both of them, are going to be two more grumpy days because your hormones are going to be like... <gasps> Stop it. It tells you that? I need Clue. It, te- it tells you that. I, is it Clue.com? You know, I'll look at... We'll put it in the show notes too. Yeah, Clue. Yeah. Yes, Clue. C-L-U-E. 
And I was like, uh, okay. So the first month I didn't listen to that. But then I asked my boyfriend a couple of weeks later, like, we have an argument a couple of weeks ago. Like, it was the most ridiculous argument ever. And I was like, yeah, I agree. I was arguing with him because he put ketchup in my burger. Ridiculous. He, he put right. ketchup but, up, would you say? In my burger. In my cheeseburger. Like ketchup in your burger? I love it. That's a point. <laughs> <laughs> And then I went to Clue and I thought, oh, my Lord, my grumpy day was that weekend exactly. And I thought, well, you know, this is not going to happen again. Yeah. Because now when Clue said, those two days are going to be your more sensible one where you're going to be like all over the place. So that exactly that day is when I wake up and then I go to the toilet and I say to the mirror, today is going to be a wonderful day. You're feeling grumpy. You're feeling like, yeah, we're going to agree that this is good. This is natural. This is okay. But. That is nobody's fault, all right? Your body is beautiful. It's doing these changes. It's doing these crazy things that we don't like it, but we have to go through them. But it's your own responsibility. So please don't put your shit in everybody else, all right? So for the last two months, these two days, I said to my boyfriend, baby, I really love you. And angry. I don't know why. So we're going to have a takeaway today. We are not going to cook. No you, no me. I'm going to have a couple of wine tonight. No, <laughs> nothing. Man, sounds like crazy. Happiness. Happiness. It's called happiness. Because you already know your days when, the, when your hormones are going to be a little bit like playing with you. So you have two choices. Being grumpy and then just, uh, you know, venting. And not even, and it's not just being grumpy. It's that we don't even know that we're being anything. Like exactly. there's no awareness to it. Like exactly. there's not a, a an observation of like ourselves. Like, oh, our hormones are acting up right now. It's like after the fact. Wait, yeah. was that me or was that just my body going through exactly. changes? Yeah, exactly. So instead of react like that, both of us were having a little fun because me instead of being like, I want to have like, don't yeah. look at me. <laughs> so I can be looking at him like, I feel so ugly today. And he's like, do you want to feel ugly? Like, no, like, but you're not ugly. Like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh Why not to have fun? Why not? Why not? Come There's on. There's this new podcast by someone amazing named Cam Kashani. She's been really influential in the community of the Los Angeles tech ecosystem. And she has a new podcast all focused on like the beauty of you and the relationship with the mirror. <gasps> I don't think she really has guests on her show, but I feel like you'd be a phenomenal guest. So if you're okay with it, I'd love to connect you to her because Please, yes. everything you're saying is just... First of all, you're saying it in the funniest way, but it's like, like, it's so enjoyable, but it's just like, wow, I'm loving this. The guys are like, I'll pass. But the women are like, let me go and solve Clue. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, the funny thing that me and my partner, both of us were having Clue in the phones. He's tracking me down too. Oh, because he could better understand you. Yeah. And also he's a doctor. So he's very into like, yeah, I do have my degree in medicine. Yes, definitely. But I don't do understand properly this like day to day, the daily basics, you know, so in the books is really good. Great. Definitely. You understand. Yeah. But you don't know exactly what is happening day to day to a woman. And since we came together, I am super open to him. Like this is happening. This is happening. I have cramps in parts of my body they shouldn't be having cramps and he's like i never hear about it well i will tell you 
he's <laughs> fascinated because he also can help so many other women where they call him like oh, i don't understand what is this happening so instead yeah. of him be reacting like another doctor he will react like talk to me i understand you for sure because i have this beautiful woman at home which is sharing <laughs> everything with me <laughs> <laughs> wow. And you said you just have the free version of Clue. Like, what's the difference between premium and free? Since we're on the topic of this amazing miracle app I'm about to install when we get off yeah, the interview. I think premium is even more accurate. Depending on every month, we are just working with one ovary or the other ovary. Yeah. So in my case, uh, this month is always, always when my right one is working, is two days ahead. I don't know why. Yeah. But I think also if you want to are looking to to get pregnant, um, this algorithm is more accurate. If you went into premium, I guess it will give you more notifications. It will give you where you are more fertile. And also you can also measure your temperature inside because that is very highly related to how you're fertile or not. Within reversion, you're not having that option. But I'm not there yet. Yeah, yeah. But only only the fact that it's so accurate. It's amazing being free. Wow. I am installing Clue. I've recently become more interested into brain health. And I really want to understand what would make my brain healthier. Herbs like saffron. And there's just certain, obviously, sleep and water, as you were talking about. And I love the idea to have this app related to, you know, my hormones that's able to share with me essentially like my brain health because I can understand my brain versus hormones versus, you know, like our body is one glorious machine. (laughs) It's unbelievable. And I don't know in which exactly point we stop thinking or we stop listening to it because we all know when someone you know this kind of for example someone called you in a Saturday evening and "Ah, let's go out for a drink and you're like "Eh." then you say yes and you're thinking oh my god and you're doing your hair and you're like oh my god and you're doing your eye line and you're like oh my god and at at the end it's like you're getting into the taxi like why am I here I don't even want it to be here that is a super red flag because I think that we apply that to absolutely everything. A job, your next mm-hmm. workout or whatever. So if your body say no, you say no. What is the problem? That's it. Yeah. Like a week ago, I felt like my body just felt like really lethargic, just tired. And I just like, I did not exercise, period. I just, I'm like, my body is tired, period. I don't know why. I wish I knew why. I think I need mm. to work on my nutrition. And it wasn't like a, a lazy thing. It was literally my body felt taxed. I needed more rest or something, you know, paying attention to our bodies. And also, like you were saying, not putting so much pressure on the journey. So mm-hmm. I think somewhere along the way, I forgot I was supposed to have a good time. So and in our tech culture, it's like hustle, grind, hustle, grind, hustle, grind. And so it's like, wake up at six militant because David Goggins says to do so. And then go da-da-da-da because Gary Vee says to do so. And make sure to work a four-hour work week five times for the day, like Tim Ferriss says, <laughs> like whatever, you know? I like the militant kind of thing, but still too much because at some point you're not doing it because you care. You're not doing it because you like want to show up. You're not doing it because you're enthused. You're doing it because you're reading every book and blog and trying to follow everything to a T and, you know, and then freak out if anything goes wrong. (laughs) And so G, who you talked to today, Gisela on our team, she would say, 
it's free, but are you having a good time? And I'm like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to be having a good, what do you mean? And so it really kind of like resonated with me. And I've been thinking lately, like as I sit at a computer, I'm about to do a task or as I'm waking up to like exercise or meditate or whatever it is, am I like enjoying the experience of it, of each thing? And if I find that I'm doing something with that like kind of frictiony energy, I'm like, mm, no, let me just do an assessment and make sure that I'm just really thriving in what I'm doing, mm-hmm. really like enjoying the experience, if that makes sense. Yeah, the, I'm totally agree with that. And also we belong to that generation when our parents were like, unfortunately, very unlucky when they were when they were young because of the economical situation in the world, isn't it? And they teach us to do whatever it takes to be successful. And if they taste, if they tell you to jump from the window, you jump from the window. And if they tell you to shut up, you have to shut up. And then we need to understand that that had to stop when we became teenagers, for example. So now we read a book and then we follow the book page by page. And we are completely wrong. No, you need to read a book and then you have to take the ideas that will fit Mm -hmm. you the better with your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That's it. The same when you are meeting someone, you don't become that person. You just take the pace of that person, you know, like that person is empathetic. It's like, oh my God, that's really amazing. I should learn that. Or that person is very, I don't know, he got into charity. Oh, that's unbelievable. I, I would love to do that. But that person is a serial killer. You're not going to become a serial killer, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Or someone said like, oh no, you should chop your fingers and then you're going to become a better developer. For example, like, really? <laughs> <laughs> so we need to apply that to everything. So it's like, I was following for a long time this book called um, The 5 a.m. Uh, yes. I read the book. I tried to wake up at 5 in the morning and I wanted to kill everyone. So 5 a.m. in the morning is not for me. Also in my country, 5 a.m. in the morning, anything is open. Absolutely anything. No gyms, no coffee shops, anything. It's closed and dark. Very, very dark. It's not for me, definitely. So half past is in the morning in winter. Yeah, gyms are working. I can't go to do my work. I come back. It's eight o'clock. I have my breakfast. I come and start working. Yeah, definitely. But I understand that everything is not for everyone. So we need to adapt. We need to take the ideas. It works better for us because otherwise we're not going into this craziness and then we're going to become just anxious. Totally. I, yeah, I know totally. a lot of people, they are anxious, like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do that. Mind, you're stressing me out. Why do you need to do all of that things? Yeah. Why? Tell me why. You saw even before this interview that for the last few weeks, I've been powering off my phone entirely and making sure I don't have a lot of notifications on, you know, the the other devices outside of my phone. And even this morning, you and I ran into a mishaps because you were messaging my team and my team like couldn't reach me because because I was I'm on this like kick of like powering everything off and staying really focused. Mm-hmm. And it was actually the first moment it actually mattered that I was inaccessible. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> so now. I'm like, okay, I have to put a system into place for that. (laughs) But people would say, well, you have to be on your phone and you have to this and you have to that. Well, the reality is I get really bad anxiety from my phone. It puts me in a different physical state, which prohibits me from being able to serve and operate from a place of light and abundance. Instead, I feel friction and anxiety and panic. And so by powering off my phone overall, like I'm a better person. And then somebody may say, well, I can't do that because I have kids or I have a husband or 
Well, then just have a separate phone, just, you know, not even with data on it, just for them to reach you 24 mm-hmm. seven, because I understand that. But how do you architect your life in a way so that you could live your most optimum life? So instead of letting technology use you, how are you utilizing technology? Because that's what it was intended for. It was intended for us to utilize the tech to live a more optimized life. But what's been happening is we're allowing the tech to utilize us for the tech's needs. Yeah, yeah there is a sentence there that I can add that I is when I understood once that, that happens a long time ago. You know, when you're having your phone like mine, just dying, have like the red line there and people say to you, oh, I will call you later because I'm running out of battery. And it's like, you're not running out of battery. Your phone is running out of battery. Mm. Oh, and I thought, oh, my Lord, what's going on? So my phone is unreachable. My notifications are off always. So I need to go into the app to see if someone has uh, messaged me. I Because honestly, the only thing I, ha- I haven't um, stopped using has been my calls, like my dial calls, my normal calls, no WhatsApp calls or LinkedIn calls or Instagram calls, like normal calls. So if someone is dying, <laughs> if someone is needing me, I'm very sure it's going to call me. Right. But don't tell me five hours later, oh, I messaged you and you never come back to me. Yeah, yeah, it's like a letter, man. It's like a letter. You send a letter, you will have a response maybe a week later, luckily. So if you really need me, call me. But yeah. I'm not going to be after my phone. <laughs> That's no. so funny that you and I both are kind of, because it's a very rare way to operate. You and I both operate mm. in the same way. And then we had this funny miscommunication. It, we should tell everybody the story. So oh my God, yes. <laughs> we were going to do the interview. I showed up to the interview and she wasn't there, but then I saw she was booked to all this stuff, right? Had no idea anyone was trying to get a hold of me. Because I was like ready for the interview, my phone was on for that purpose. And I start to see the women in tech, Instagram, like blowing up. I'm like, what is up? Like so much messaging. And then I see that like, because I had my phone powered off, our teammate, Gisela was like, I'm trying to reach her. I can't reach her anywhere. <laughs> um, meanwhile, you had to be a little bit late because. Oh, because yeah, I was coming back to my house um, from a road that Every single day is absolutely empty, but we are having the lamb session in England. That means that every single sheep in the country is having babies. And then this poor lamb, for, for some reason, sorry, this poor sheep, for some reason, had to cross the road. And he, she decided to get into labor in the middle of the road. And then, um, so we stopped there and the sheep was in the middle of the road. We're just honing them. The car was like me, 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 <laughs> trying to scare the animal. No, for any reason to try to just scare it for real. Like you need to have labor in a safety place for you, because also you try to to help a sheep. It's, it's gonna run, and maybe it's gonna hit the baby, and the baby's gonna die or something. And we don't want that. So we try, but the sheep was was moving, and so we just stay there until she has the three babies. <laughs> wow! And the babies were beautiful. Was it cool? Had you seen a sheep be born before? Never in my life. I mean, that must have been so cool. It was cool because she was so relaxed. I mean, she was just like breathing and doing these contractions. Thing that you could see the belly going up and down rapidly. But at the same time, the shape was like me and breathing and everything. I was like, oof, I think the movies, they're having, they're happening something really bad in the movies because women yeah. in the movie are like, ah! And yeah. you can see this 
animal here having three creatures inside and she's totally fine. I mean, she's suffering, obviously, you can see the face, she's not having a good time. <laughs> At the same time, she's not just, you know, dying or whatever. We help the babies to cross the road and she just left. And I was like, my God. Also, wow. I'm late, girls. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And it was totally fine. It, it was it was 100. Per- I was just confused. But yeah, I just think it's so funny that you and I live in the same kind of unique, disconnected, but connected way. And for me, it's new. I've tried it a couple times over, you know, in the past, and I loved it, but it's never been consistent. It's, you know, and now I, I think, at least for right now, it's just kind of a way of life for me. How can people connect with you? I'm sure so many people feel as moved as I am. Where should people say hello? Where are you on social or email or LinkedIn? What's best? I'm a LinkedIn, but my LinkedIn is absolutely full of job offers that I normally don't even listen at them. <laughs> so I think the best place where they can find me is on Instagram in my profile and girls, girls do tech. And I always answer Every single direct message I have, every day, absolutely every day, because they're fascinating. Some of them are like, not necessary, but mostly of them are absolutely wonderful. And there's a lot of women who wants to move to tech, or they just want to say to me, if I need help with something, I was like, whatever it takes, I don't care. I don't like the background. I don't care. Tell me, how can I help you? I will do it. I will try my very best. What inspired your Instagram? Like, that's so cool. It's girls Spice. in tech, right? Yeah. Girls do tech. Girls do tech. Yes. And it, no underscores or anything, just at girls do tech. Yeah. Like that. Girls do tech. What inspired your Instagram? Inspires me because I want to break the frame. Because people think that people in tech, I'm not going to talk about only women's, people in tech, they're basically men, and that we are working crazy hours, that we are working in front of a very dark screen for hours as well. Yes. That we, we don't have I, social life. I think that too. <laughs> that all engineers work behind <laughs> in oh, dark no. rooms. <laughs> oh my God, no. I do have my Google Home at home and send eight in the morning to four in the in the afternoon. I do have my music in the background. I normally work in, uh, work in in a standing desk. I have my dog here. My brakes are like dancing with my dog, doing some stretches and then singing. And someone is screaming to the wall, to my boss, like, ah, why are you giving me this deadline? I don't like it. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to I want to bring that, that picture to the world, right? Like, yeah. we're not like that. Um, this job is like every single job, seven, eight hours a day. Sometimes you like it, sometimes you hate it and you don't even know what you're doing this. Sometimes you feel like totally under control and sometimes you feel like we don't know what we're doing, isn't it? Right? Okay, it's not just me. And also that there's women here because I never became a developer before because I thought that this was like a job for, I don't know, someone else because I didn't have an example. I want to be there. I want to be an example. And also I've been following for a long time a lot of people in tech and they're super cool, right? Like, I don't know, in the case of men, like I'm very serious and with dark colors and everything. And women were like makeup and super clothes and everything. I was like, I can't be that bad. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, there's people like me too, you know, that we don't like makeup and we are like in the middle of everything. So let's show up and say that this is space in here for absolutely everyone. Right. Absolutely everyone. doesn't matter who are you. You're welcome. Always. If you want it, you have it. Ah, 
That's so great. You are such a an injection of positivity, energy, and I think we all need that, especially in the tech world. We're such a an exhausted set of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just burnt out, <laughs> exhausted, rushing around, hustle, grind, hustle, grind. But thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. This has been incredible. Be sure to connect with more incredible women around the world in the Women in Tech Facebook group, which you can get to at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye-bye, everyone. This is Eva Rentero from Sopra Steria based in Scotland. I am a data scientist and we are a European leader in consulting digital services and software development. And you are listening to Women in Tech. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.